Alright guys, welcome to episode 12 of the Different Animals Podcast. It is currently storming outside of my residence. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you hear any thunder, it's because your voice braving the elements. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it so, rained a little bit here ago, but it's been sort of just cloudy since, so it might hit us in a little bit. Yeah, dog, I was having, I, my phone kept going off with flash flood warnings at work. So, we're, we're getting it. Oh, shit. Um, but, this... This episode, we're going to talk about Hannibal Buress' special, because I know Ever went and watched it. Um, we're going to talk about Palm Springs, because I went and watched it. We're going to talk about um, music and uh, some scary stories revolving <laughs> music. <laughs> and the 10th anniversary of Inception. And there's a small chance we're going to talk about the Washington football team's new name. But first... guys so so we're gonna jump right into this uh miami nights uh hannibal burr special so mm-hmm. so what'd you think i liked it um i saw it came out on july 3rd and, and you know he explained why he put it on youtube and how much it you know how it's easier to just to upload it straight up um which i heard is also something that dave Chappelle ran into when he was uploading his short stand-up um oh. which is that it's just harder to you know for youtube you just you know put the shit upload it it goes in you know 1080p you're fine but with Netflix, there's a lot more that goes into it, like just in mm-hmm. terms of the user interface. I think it's like a lot more technical. It's not just as easy as upload. Uh, right. But anyway, and, um, but I I liked it. Um, I had I I thought it was really funny. He incorporates um, the he has like a big screen behind him, which I don't think I've seen a lot of stand-up comedians do before. Um, right, it's usually time. in like a theater. With yeah, like, it's usually just like a... draping curtains behind them. Or, right, or right. every once in a while you get like an arena where they're doing it in the round where like it's literally the crowd all the way around them. Oh yeah, yeah. those are like the the old like um, like the Kevin Hart's or the um, I remember Dane Cook yeah. used to have. You have one to that, well, that's the thing. thing. So you have to be a, the the reason why those are the people you remember doing it is because you have to be a humongous fucking deal, right? Because yes. you have oh to sell gosh. all those seats. Yeah, dude. Which is those... sorry, go ahead. Oh, which is insane. Like I remember, like you know, even I I know uh, Kevin Hart sold out the not just an arena but a football stadium he i think he sold it like the phillies or not the, the, the eagles stadium if i'm not if i'm right not right mistaken um yeah. but um but real uh, quick just to, yeah. just because we brought it up and you said his name what kills me so much is people acting like dane cook was never funny my favorite part of that is yeah. that everyone thought he was funny when he came out. You know what I mean? Like, whether it aged well or not is, is up for debate. But, like, he was definitely funny at the time. You don't – I think there's only been, like, six people that have sold out Madison Square Garden for, like, comedy-wise, and mm-hmm. he's one of them. So oh, yeah. like, So, like, you can't act like he wasn't funny. You know what I mean? Obviously, <laughs> you don't yeah. sell out Madison Square Garden on a fluke. Right, right. No, I feel the same way about, like – 
shit about like Avatar, where people are like, "Oh, can you name a character?" And I'm like, "Oh my god!" Like you made the, that joke has been made since 2012, and it's the same thing. It's like, "Oh, you think Dane Cook was? What do you think Dane Cook was funny?" It's like, "Well, yeah, I mean, he had a good, couple of good jokes here and there." I remember watching his hour-long stand-up. I thought it was really funny. Um, yeah. Maybe it didn't age well, or maybe it's you know well, we not grew out of it. Funny, yeah. Either or like, way, you yeah, know like, what I mean. Yeah, exactly. Like, I remember some parts, even when I was a kid, when I watched it, I was like, eh, that's kind of fucking lame. Um, but either way. Yeah, but either that was way. Just, you said his name, so it just popped in my head. It's like, people all the time, like, they're like, eh, he was just a hack. And I was like, I don't, that seems like a push. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly, yeah. But I liked it, uh, Hannibal Burris's, um I used to watch stand-up specials so much more when I was in middle school and mm-hmm. uh, high school. Like, I, I would watch them all the time. Because um, back then, uh, there was a channel called HBO Comedy, and every night at 10, they had a different stand-up special. And it was kind of funny, because some of them were, like, recent ones, like Chris Rock, um, who else? Uh, Louis Black, um, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of who, they had, like, a, I think Louis C.K. had a couple ones, but then they also had, like, some old, old ones from the 70s, um, with George Carlin, um, and some other people. But I, I, I like them, and I like this one. Um, I definitely recommend it if you're into it. Yeah, I, I, he's got a really dry and straightforward delivery, which which works so perfect. Like he really nails it sometimes. Mm-hmm. I forgot I rewatched it this morning on the way to work. Well, I guess I didn't watch it. I listened to it on the way to work, um, and like <laughs> I forgot about the Kanye joke, where he's like, "This guy from Tennessee pulled up, and he was like, you heard that new Kanye song? It's.'" <laughs> N-word man, N-word man, you're nothing but an N-word man. Oh, <laughs> and he yeah, that sits there yeah. for so long. He goes like, he like looks around, like stares down, like looks around again. And he's like, that's not a Kanye song at all. <laughs> 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 and then he said that the driver tries to make small talk and he's like, nah, you got to sit in this energy that you created. <laughs> <laughs> and like you said with the screen, then he's like, he's like, you know, when you really leaned into those R's, man, I don't think Kanye would have used it like that. He's like, you Michael Jackson leaned into those R's. And when he does it, <laughs> the Michael Jackson Smooth Criminal video plays in the background. They're leaning. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, I don't know how much that cost. <laughs> it just, it's just a little shit. Like, the dry delivery kills me so much. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, dude, I, I also, like, I still watch a lot of comedy specials. Like, most of the podcasts I listen to other than ours, because mm-hmm. ours is the best one. <laughs> um, it's just comedy podcasts because like, and that was kind of my thought process behind when I was making this co- uh this podcast and like what we were gonna talk about. And I was like, honestly, like my favorite thing to listen to and podcasts, whether it's Jesus and Mero or, or uh, your mom's house, is just like it, like I just love to hear people just like having a good time. Like, th- there's nothing better than just being in a group of people laughing about shit. Mm-hmm. Like, when we had our fantasy football dinner, and we were at that, like, barbecue place in, in Raleigh, and I, like, legitimately was laughing so hard, I was crying red and actually dizzy. <laughs> like, I, for a second, like, I was like, oh, dude, I'm going to fall out of this chair. Like, yeah, yeah, I know, I know what you best. mean, yeah. Yeah, I, I feel the same way about mine, where it's like, even if they have, like, a little bit of a twist or, or there about um like, It's actually something, about something, right. They still are people that I would want to hang out with. Like, it's not just dry, like, today we're talking about, you know, yeah. this or that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but, yeah, definitely recommend it. It's on YouTube for free, so you don't even need... It's a Netflix special, but you don't need Netflix. Is it even on Netflix? I don't think, I don't think it, it is. is. Yeah. No, I think it's just YouTube. Yep, yep. 
So So. get that shit for free. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. If you if you you know you don't want to watch it on your phone, then fucking stream that shit to your TV. Whether it's by your phone or you know a console that has YouTube. Fuck it. Yep. Yep. So going from uh, one bit of comedy to another, uh, I finally got around to watching Palm Springs. Sweet. And that is such a great fucking movie. Right? Yeah, yeah. That's what I was telling people. I'm like, it, it's... And what's interesting is that people think it's a show. Like, it's it's weird how... It does kind of have a name. Like, a show. Like, like right. Palm Springs could totally be the name of, like, a show. Because, like, Riverdale. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, like it, it's like... Just it just sounds, sounds like, like a... You're right, like a comedy. Like, Parks and Rec. You know, like, it just sounds yeah. like one. I think half the people that I've told that didn't already know about it, literally, they all go, Oh, I thought it was a, I thought it was a show. Like... And I don't under I, don't, I guess I don't know I just it could be the title and also Hulu. Like, yeah, and when the I Hulu, think Hulu, right. I think shows. I don't think movies. Right, right, and then I guess they think you know, Andy Samberg. He's like a, a a TV comedy guy, not a movie guy. Right, that's another thing that I wonder if was working against it, just because like Andy Samberg has a very obvious. Um, I'm gonna say typecasting. That's not the word I'm wanting. Like, but like you think of Andy Samberg in a movie, and you generally have an idea of what that movie is. Mm-hmm. And that movie is more like Hot Rod than it or, is, yeah, or, like or Palm um, Springs. What is that movie? That's my boy. The one with Adam Sandler. The one where he's like his son after 12 years. Okay, I haven't seen that one, but I, I haven't that, either. But that it's one like didn't look great. Yeah, it's like an Adam Sandler shitty comedy. What I will say though is that Hot Rod gets better every time you watch it. Yeah, Hot Rod. Have you, do, have you watched it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, 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 um, I haven't seen it in years, but I actually just watched a clip of it this week. The I don't know what made me think of it, but I looked it up on YouTube. It's what I do from time to time. I just look up scenes that I like in movies. I'm like, that, that was a good scene. Let me pull what it up. What scene did you look up? It was the one. It's just like a short, a short one where um, Bill Hader goes, uh, "Pools are perfect for holding water, man." <laughs> <laughs> That's like the whole line. I just, I just cracked me up. And then is that, that when he's in the car? No, no. It's he's okay. filling up a, a pool with Danny McBride. Oh yeah, because they're. <laughs> See, this is this is where it gets like. So, I was talking with my dad about like some comedy stuff, and he was like, you know, part of it like that. I don't know. Maybe I'm gonna sound like I'm an asshole, and maybe everyone gets it, and they just don't like find it funny. But like, I feel like some people don't think about like the extra layer that goes into like what makes something funny like something that's stupid and is still funny is generally still funny because a it's stupid but b like there's another level outside of it that's like even more dumb Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like so like hot rod is trying to train his breath control for a stunt junk (laughs) I, first of all, that's stupid. I can't think of a way that like breath control and a stunt jump is gonna help you. But secondly, the way he's gonna <laughs> gonna train breath control is they're gonna hold him underwater in a pool, and he has a tiny, tiny string with a tiny bell attached. Mm-hmm. To, they're supposed to ring if he can't breathe. In the moment he goes to ring it, the string just comes loose, and they just like drown him <laughs> in the pool. Like it's so stupid, but like it just there's just enough other stuff going on mm-hmm. that it's hilarious to me. Yeah, I, I still think about the scene where Isla Fisher leaves Will Arnett in the car, and he's like, he doesn't go after, he just yells out, babe. He's like, babe, 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 babe. and he just yells that out for like a minute. <laughs> babe, 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 babe. <laughs> yeah, I think my favorite, oh my uh, the, the two that kill me the most is 
when when he's she walks by his house and he's trying to like look cool and he like he has an engine on a stand in his garage like he's working on it but then she walks by and he just starts beating it with a hammer like, <laughs> like just smacks it like three times like in just random directions yeah. and then and then he goes to take his trash out and he's like you look pretty and she's like what and he's like i said you look shitty and like just runs away <laughs> Oh god. It's so good and it's so dumb and, and um and I guess like you know it's the Lonely Island guys like I think what Jorma Tacone is in what part of his crew. I think he's his, right. his brother. Yeah. Um and so you know him and another Akiva Schaefer I think yep. are in Lonely Island and then these they produced this one but it's yeah. not the same sort of approach to it as like this or or uh, not this or a uh, Hot Rod or a uh, Pop Star or Right. So the best way I can think of to say it that literally just popped into my head so that you, you could dismantle this immediately is that, like, Hot Rod seemed like they had a bunch of, like, random skits that they thought were funny and then loosely cobbled together a storyline to just mm. do those. Yeah. You know, like, he, he has to fight his stepdad because... He like, wants to grow a mustache or something. No, he's like, well, you never sneak up on a man in a chemical that's been in a chemical fire, which kills me every time. Mm. <laughs> but... Yeah, like, his dad gets cancer, and that's why he has to do the big stunt. So, like, he has to, like, prove to his dad that he's... Like, it's it's nonsense. So, it's, like, this. it's a bunch of reaching to get, like, these funny jokes or scenes off. Yeah. Whereas this seems like they came up with the premise, came up with the message they wanted to do, and then put, like, and then put it's the like jokes actual, it, where they a, fit. Right, right. It's a fully realized story. Um, oh, and so I guess if people who haven't seen it, we, we're, I don't think we're going to spoil, like, and most of it. Like, it is, it's... um. It's essentially a time loop movie, so it's like Groundhog's Day, you know, where the day keeps repeating, and it stars, you know, Andy Samberg, which we've mentioned, and mm-hmm. uh, uh, Kristen Milati, who I think we, I mentioned in last week or the week before, um, and she was the mother, or she was the yeah the mother in How I Met Your Mother, and both of them are at a wedding in Palm Springs, and the day keeps repeating, and so they have to find out a way to get out of it, um, and that's that's pretty much the movie. Um, so I don't think we'll spoil like any of the actual like good like actual days or the ending or anything, but you know we'll give our, our general thoughts about it. Um, so uh, yeah, you said you liked it a lot. What, what did like what did you like about it? Like what did? What did well, you... see now I'm trying to think of how I can say some of the stuff that I like without it, or liked about it that like don't spoil it at all. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's kind of hard because I I like that it's a unique take on the thing. Like there's. A time loop movie is a time loop movie, and I think, first of all, I, I never really noticed how much I cared about, like, the runtime of a movie, mm-hmm. because I think most of the time when I, like, want to see a movie, like, like for example, like, Avengers Endgame, you could have told me it's five hours, I'd have been like, I'll, I'll, I want to watch it, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm already invested, so I want to watch it. If you told me, you know, like, it, some fucking... Patrick Ewing documentary, I'd be like, cool, two two and a half hours, I'm all in. Um, but like, ninety minutes felt great. Yes, ninety minutes felt so good. <laughs> and I think, yeah. oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I'm just agreeing. I think part of the reason that makes it great in this so so ninety minutes is great for runtime. Like, I feel like. You're never, you're never like too committed. Like you're never like looking like fuck, dude. I got shit to do. You know what I mean? Like that's, mm-hmm. it's never really on your mind in ninety minutes. Um, 
and you know you're not like it's not trying to hold your focus you can just kind of watch it um whereas like something that's three hours like really needs to keep you locked in um but like i I think what you can lose is you know just some like basic like storytelling elements of like building your 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 characters stuff like that you know setting your environment correctly right and what i think the time loop movie in this like the time loop factor of this helped with is that like I think they kind of use that as a way to be like, it, it's a time loop movie. People will buy in. You know what I mean? Like, like we don't need to explain like motives or, or like reasoning or, or whatever for this to happen. Yeah. Like we don't need to explain that because like everyone knows time loop movies are a thing, so mm-hmm. we can skip that part. Like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. we don't even have to fucking worry about that. Exactly. Yeah. And it's we can like put a, we yeah, can like put a... people wherever they are in their mm-hmm. own personal journey. We can put them there whenever we feel like it. Right, right. So yeah. I, I think they, mm-hmm. I think they gain, like I think the the format, the the genre, time loop movies isn't like that's not really a genre, but I'm gonna say genre, like that trope, I guess. I think helped this movie because it's not really about a time loop at all. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's it, that's just a thing that's happening. Right. Um, so I think they use that to just kind of like speed some of this up and not have to give you a whole bunch of exposition. And I think it works perfect. Well, yeah, I agree. I, I completely. Cause like it, it, like all the heavy lifting is already done by other movies. Like when you go, it's a, it's a time loop movie. Like right. people might not know immediately what it is, but you'll go like Groundhog's Day and it'd be like, Oh, just the day repeats and repeats. Cause it's not necessarily time travel. Right. Like it's right. I, I, I sort of clump them together. It's like a time travel adjacent. But it's not quite the same thing. Yeah, I saw so someone it... else say, God, I'm trying to think of, oh, I was listening to another podcast, and someone was like, it's a time travel movie, and I was like, ah, I don't know that that's how yeah, I would classify it... that. Right, because it's not quite that, but it's, you know, it's, it's also, you when know. When I think time travel music, I think fucking Back to the Future. Back to the Future. Or, or uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Yeah, like Terminator, like, like, like right. people go in like a line, and you know, yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Like, I really liked it. I thought he was, I thought they both were great. And I liked what it did with it in that I hadn't seen a movie where multiple characters were in the loop together. I have seen a show where that's done, but not a movie. And I really appreciated that because, um, you know, somebody else in another podcast I was listening to is that, you know, they, um, the time loops, time loop movies are meant to emphasize like how lonely the person is. Like it's just them. Like nobody else is going to get it. And then even if they do explain it next day, they go back to, you know, they wipe the slate clean. Right. Um, and so this one goes beyond the loneliness, because, but it, it does touch on that, you know, because mm-hmm. Eddie Samberg, uh, you know, sort of starts out lonely. Um, and then it sort of touches on other things or other ways that th- that would impact um, someone like the, a constant looping, you know, to the point where. Um, you know, they would forget their life before, or, you know, maybe they have to deal with guilt over and over and over again. Um, you know, actually, can I, so, I'm, what I think I might do, if you're cool with it, is just go back when I edit this and just put, like, like literally just record me saying, like, go to this time. Mm-hmm. Can I, can I, can we just talk about it? Because, like, I don't want to... I'm worried that, like, you know, in three weeks or two weeks when we finally get back to it, like, it just won't be as fresh in my mind or as relevant. So, like, would you be cool if we just talk about spoilers right here and I just, you know, this is, like, the... I'll tell people where to jump to if they want to avoid the spoilers. Um, yeah, we can do a quick one, yeah. Spoiler okay. section, yeah. All right, so this is going to be a spoiler going forward. 
And assuming I did everything correctly, you're going to want to skip ahead to 26 minutes and 19 seconds. Which is that, like, one of the things that, like, there's two things that I think are great about this. And that, like you said, he pulls someone else into the time loop. Mm -hmm. And multiple people. And and so, like, the first one's an accident. You know what I mean? Like, the J.K. Simmons. Yeah. They're just drunk off their asses. And J.K. Simmons offhandedly is like... Man, I wish this could last forever. And he's like, well. Um, <laughs> and he pulls them in. And I love that, like, like kind of like I said, like, we don't need, they're like, fuck it, dude, people will just buy in. Is they don't explain the cave. There's no, like, grand scheme God reckoning behind the cave. It's yeah, just like, yeah. no, nah, it's just a fucking cave. And if you go in it, you time loop. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, fuck it. Um, go ahead. No, and, yeah, and then um, I agree, and, and, the end, uh, the way that they solve it, you know, it's kind of like, oh, it's just a, a bomb in a cave, and you, but at that point, at the end, they're just kind of playing with house money, just because I enjoyed the movie so much. I'm like, yeah, all right, like whatever, like that, that clicks for me. Like I'm right, not and again, it's another thing where like that's not really the point. Like the point is she figured out a way out. Like however they gave it to us, it wouldn't have mm. mattered because it's just like she found a way out, and now Andy Samberg has to reconcile that like he has to deal with this. Mm-hmm. And and so like that, it doesn't. The, the formula that she had, which, like, it, to me, it's super basic, but, like, it, it's it's foolproof enough. You know what I mean? Like, nothing with time travel is ever foolproof. But, like, it's foolproof enough that, like, it doesn't bother me. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't, like, something ridiculous. It was just, like, nah, there's an amount of time, you know, before, like, after you go in the cave and before you wake up the next movie. And, like... I just kept blowing up this goat until I figured out when it was. You know what right. I mean? Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. So like yeah. that was that was all. Yeah. Like it works for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm just um, like, okay, yeah, like that. That I'm fine. That seems okay. rational. That seems like something I would eventually come to on my own. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, and yeah. uh, so there's that, which is like I said, it's just another level of limb. Just being like, it's a time loop movie. People will buy in. I don't need to go through all this. Yeah. But then the other thing I like about it is that like, I don't remember Groundhog's Day super well. And, and that's the main time loop movie I've seen. Like, I know you listed some others like Edge of Tomorrow and, and, uh... Uh, Source Code, Source Code. with Dick Gyllenhaal, which is kind of, it's with like... the shameless be... Bing plug. The, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, what else? Edge uh, of Tomorrow. Happy Death Day 1 and 2, which are also great. Uh, but we can go into them in a little bit or I can sort of give my thoughts on those. But, yeah, you only you said you've only seen Groundhog's Day? or like... Yeah, I've only really seen Groundhog's Day. And I feel like, if I remember correctly, it's some, like personal like um fulfillment that like he has to reach and then he's out of it yeah yeah it's like a mystical like spiritual like you have to self-actualize right which i appreciated in this movie like you could kind of like they basically said like like when she tells her sister what she'd done um and she kind of goes well that didn't work i it's sort of she basically was like i've seen groundhog's day like i just have to self-actualize right. and find myself like basically any everything short of saying that but the audience sort of knows it just because yeah like you said, like we know what a time loop movie is. We know what cracked Bill Murray out of Groundhog's Day. Mm-hmm. And, um, it, and, yeah. and I'm going to speak on a macro level here, which is that like I'm terrible at analyzing shit about movies, but this still hit me, and I text you about this after I watched it, which is that like one thing that's cool is that so like theoretically Groundhog's Day would have gone on for eternity until he self-actualized. So like yep. by yep. him getting caught in this loop, it was predetermined that he was going to be the best version of himself. You know what I mean? Like, like the mm-hmm. moment the time loop happened, it's over. Like he, he 
he can't be shitty. He just has to be the best version of himself, or else, you know, like, you, it just never moves forward. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This, on the other hand, theoretically, like, theoretically, Andy Samberg could still be in whatever state of, like, arrested development that he's in, and, like, them find a way out and him not grow. Like, them getting out of it is has nothing to do with their development. Right. Their right. development happens on its own, not as a plot device that has to move forward. Like, she could have just blown up the goat, figured the way out, and him either stayed in or rolled out, and it just, like, he, him being the same dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. The, the peak isn't when they blow up. The peak is when they're outside the cave, and he confesses um, everything to her. Right, exactly. It has nothing to do with them getting out, really. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, that that was, like, a level of, like, that's super refreshing that it's not just, it wasn't just predetermined. Like, she mm-hmm. found a way out, and I, like, it, the answer is not, like, uh, is he gonna... Or, like, the answer's, like, he's definitely gonna go, because blah, blah, blah. Like, it was with Groundhog Day. You know what I mean? Which is still mm-hmm. a great movie. I'm not shitting on Groundhog's Day. But, like, I just felt like that was, you know, that that was super refreshing along with all the other stuff. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and that's how all of the other ones um, are, where they get out of it um, through different ways. But the they all change, right? They're all, like, jerks at the beginning, or they're all self-centered. And I think... All of the movies, I think other than Source Code, all the movies that we mentioned, you know, um, Age of Tomorrow, H- Happy Death Day, uh, Russian Doll on Netflix, they all you know, start off, the person is like the ultimate jerk version of who they are, and then they, they gain a new perspective from dying all the time, or from being, uh, having to re-wake up every time. Because that, it's not always, like, it's interesting how some of them are death. Like, Edge of Tomorrow, you know, he dies every time because he's in that alien invasion. I've never Happy actually Death... seen Edge of Tomorrow, but I've heard it's great. I need to oh, see yeah, it. Oh, yeah, it's it's really good. Um, and then Happy Death Day, the girl gets murdered every time. and But um, same thing with Russian Doll. But Groundhog's Day, it's just, you know, when the day starts. If they fall asleep, they wake up, it restarts. Same thing with this. It's like if they fall asleep, they could drive or back 12 hours. Or if they die. <laughs> either one, yeah. Um... But yeah, yeah, and and uh, you know, you saying that it's great, it uh, got me thinking about how foolproof of a genre it is. Like in terms of, like, all right, hold on, real quick. Like, this is yeah. going to be the the end of the spoiler conversation, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. this is moving forward. Welcome back, everybody. I was just gonna say that uh, time loop movies seem to be foolproof in, like, how good they are. It, like it seems like you. I think it's very hard or probably impossible to make a bad one just because of how much thought you have to put into the loops and like the days and like shit that rehappens again and again. And, uh, and it, you know, all you have to really nail is just the self-actualization. Like, I think like there's no, the conflict is the loop, but the loop is easy to do. You just have to be clever and, and think about how they happen differently every time. And also, like, generically moving forward, or, like, not, ne- this isn't exactly the case with Palm Springs, but all of those, it guarantees character development. The whole right. point is character development, so you get a decent, you know what I mean? Like, like you've said, like, bad movies, it's just, or like you said with The Last of Us, where, like, part of its failing is that, like, you spent X amount of time with Ellie, and then you go on this next, like, small journey, and it's the same Ellie the whole time. Yeah, and you don't get a whole lot of character development to the very end. Right, like, right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. 
these yeah. kind of movies you have to otherwise it's literally just the same thing so like mm-hmm. even even palm springs where i said like it's not forced the same way like it's not technically forced the same way that it is in the other ones like like i said they mm-hmm. all could have been the same person and still got out mm-hmm. but like it would be a boring movie so if you're trying to make anything that's even remotely decent you would realize that like i can't just have this person do the exact same thing every day and that just be the end of the movie because why exactly. would that be fun so like exactly. it, it, I think it forces it kind of forces the hand of the director to be like, look, you're gonna you're gonna have some character progression, you're gonna have um, events that play out differently based on that character development because the first time it happens and the last time it happens are gonna be so vastly different because your character has changed. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So like you it, it constantly it's like not only is your character changing but like you can see it change in real time. You know what I mean? Like you can see him act differently towards other people. That he mm-hmm. had already been in that exact same situation before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that's how it is. And I mean, just taking Edge of Tomorrow as an example, it ends up being, you know, one of the best um, video game movies that isn't based on a video game because you he's in like a Saving Private Ryan type beach attack, right. and then every time he like gets in there, he gets killed, and then the next time he like takes a step to the left, so he misses the missile. And then he takes two steps, but he gets run over by a truck. And so the third day, he takes, you know, steps to the left, and he, you know, dodges the truck. So it's, like, this kind of consistent progression, kind of like how you do a video game. And, I mean, it, you know, he changes where he becomes, like, a badass from a coward at the beginning. But then he also changes personally because of, you know, meeting Emily Blunt in the movie. Right. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think, like, if you have a chance, dude, I think um, all, I definitely recommend all of these. And not only that, but because of, I, I feel like time loops are both can be exhausting after a while and i'm guessing they're hard to think up of like right all of right. these i think are 90 minutes uh, except for russian doll the tv show on netflix but even that like the, it's like six six or seven episodes and they're all 20 minutes edge of tomorrow is like an hour 40 happy death day one and two are like barely 90 minutes source code's 90 minutes i think groundhog's day i think goes right up just above 90 minutes and this one's 90 minutes um because I think, you know, after a while, it is a novelty and it is, I don't want to call it a gimmick, but it is something that, you know, if it would have gone 30 more minutes of repeating days, you kind of go like, oh my gosh, I feel like I'm in a repeating day, right? Right, exactly. And this one, this one does just enough to make sure that didn't happen for me. Like, there, I was right on the edge of it a couple times and it sat, it seemed like, like we got a revelation. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Every time it was like, I was like, all right, I'm sorry. It was like, eh, and I was like, all right, perfect. Cool. You like yeah. caught me with right at the right time. Exactly. Um, exactly. And I feel like that, that happens in a lot of these as well. And all the right. other ones that I mentioned. Um, and if, you know, if you're a listener, if you like, and that's what's great about time loop movies that it can fit anything. If you want your time loop with some horror elements, happy death day one and two are there or more one and two, two is more of a comedy. But, and if you want uh, action, you got source code, if you want like sci-fi, you got Edge of Tomorrow. If you want romantic comedy, you got Groundhog's Day. If you want, I guess, Russian Dolls, also a little bit of horror, not as much. You got that. If you want, like a regular uh, straight-up comedy, regular straight-up comedy. You got Palm Springs. Palm. I think it just fits everything. Um, and it's interesting now that I'm seeing these laid out that, you know, they they it bends in in interesting ways. And you can have big budget ones like Edge of Tomorrow or just tiny ones like the Happy Death Day, and they both are excellent. Yeah, definitely. So definitely check it out. It's really good. I think we both like it a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so that's definitely on the list for everyone to watch. Yeah, definitely one of the best ones I've seen this year. I mean, I know that I haven't watched many new movies this year, but that's definitely one that's up there. All right. So we we did say that it was not a time travel movie, correct? We think it's a time loop movie. Yeah. 
Okay, so time traveling though, and travel back in time mm-hmm. to when we used to illegally download music. Yeah, we touched on this last week. I think we mentioned LimeWire or something, or Kazaa. Yeah, I think so. And, and I think I was like, I was like, all right, I'm gonna mention these next week, or let's save these for next week. Um, but yeah, so I guess like, when did you like? Did you download music or? or... Yeah, I definitely downloaded music illegally. Um, and Agent Johnson, I think do not use this against us. We don't do it anymore. We used to. We no, fuck kids. the Statue of Limitations. It has been lifted. I don't know, man. Fuck you. I'm not. I, you ain't coming after me for this. Um, everyone our age, I feel like at some point, definitely has been illegally downloading music. Yeah. Or they had like those burn CDs where you would put in, like permanent marker on them. And, like, right. You know, exactly. Yeah. Also, I don't know why you brought up Agent Johnson because I already said that I illegally downloaded Independence Day a few no. episodes back. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> So fuck it, dude. Breaking the law. Um, but uh, yeah, so I definitely legally downloaded music. I think everyone our age did at some point. Um, and I think, you know, a lot of people older than us did. And then I think streaming services kind of stopped it. Like, I, it's right. funny because I feel like I feel like a lot of... Hmm, I'm not a recording artist of any kind. Like, I don't... Well, actually, we record this fucking van gogh of a podcast but um i'm not a musician or anything like that so like I, I guess i don't really have the um background to speak on this but i feel like a lot of them talk like streaming services are like the end of the industry like like they're like oh there's no money in it anymore because you don't get as much money off of streams off of sales right. but like in my opinion it seems like the streaming industry has saved it because like now i don't need to illegally download it I just stream it, and at least you get something off of that. Right, exactly. Like, even if my 10 streams are, like, a, a, a 1% of 1% of 1% of a penny, mm-hmm. you know, it's it, it's something. And, and, yeah, and that I, on a grand scale, and if it's every time you stream it, you know what I mean? Like, I, I've listened to songs multiple times, you know what I mean? Right. Like, it, it, I feel like it's got to help compared to just letting people legally download it. Because yeah. illegally downloading music's not really a thing anymore, I feel yeah. like. I mean, I'm sure there are people doing it. But, like, I just don't feel like it's, like, just use Spotify or whatever streaming service you use. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, and if you, like, do streams on Spotify, um, you know, it counts toward their, like, billboard shit. And if they Which get a number one, it triggers. Nah, fuck that, dude. Fuck that. Uh, <laughs> you're right. Sorry. You go ahead. It, I was just saying, well, it, like, it triggers, like, like benefits. Like, when Travis Scott gets a number one, his label has to give him, I'm sure, a certain amount of money in the contract. It's like, if you get three number ones, you know, you get this much money. And and that's why people try to get those number ones for, like, Doja Cat or Beyonce or whatever. Because it's... I I would think it's like an athlete. It's hit certain incentives. Right. But I do think it's worth shit that, like, some of these numbers are way higher than they would be. Like, (laughs) I guess I don't think it's horseshit if, like, Boy, I'm going to sound like a fucking just giant asshole old dude. But, like, the same way people feel about Barry Bonds needing an asterisk next to his name if he ever gets into the hall, like, mm-hmm. is how I feel about the streaming numbers. Which is hilarious because I don't feel that way about Barry Bonds. But, like, the streaming numbers to me are so much more egregious than the steroids from Barry Bonds. <laughs> like, I... all of a sudden, people are out here, like, fucking going platinum. And I'm like, 
I I've never even heard of you, bro. <laughs> I, I think it's like a, I think it's both good and bad. I think it's good because I think people don't listen to the radio anymore. Like I can't tell you the last time I turned on like 106.5 or 107.5, whatever the fuck you know. I I I honestly cannot tell you. It's been at least ten years, probably. Maybe not that much. Maybe since I was in high school, probably since I li- like legitimately turned on the radio to be like, let me turn on and see what's what's gonna be random. I, um, I, which is, I always listen to it on the way to work just because. Oh, you do? Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. I, I just, I don't know. I just always either have a podcast or if I'm one of music, I'm just, you know, listening to it on my phone. And I, I, um, so I think that's good because I think like a lot of people, you know, they would get a certain, it would shape the, 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 the rankings a little bit. Mm-hmm. Where I do think it's bad is, or where it's different is that before, like if you had a number one song from an album, it was the single. It was the one that the the label pushed, right? So you right. would have one song from the maybe two in the top or ten. three. Yeah, maybe two, like at the same time. Like by some miracle, you were like the Black Eyed Peas, which was like the fucking biggest thing ever in two thousand nine. You had two, and it's like, what? How does that? Like that's insane. Right. But then now, because you have streaming numbers, people go through the same albums like, right. over and over and over, yeah. and then you end up with like Drake has like five in the top ten, and like that never yeah, happened. Five in the top ten, and his whole album is in the fucking top twenty-five. And I was like, I know right, these songs aren't that good. <laughs> yeah, because you don't need you know the label doesn't have to be like this is the single you have to push it you have to put it everywhere so that it gets picked up in radio so that people call in for it. You literally just go listen to the whole album. And then what sticks sticks, and what's actually good maybe hits number one and stays at number one. But then everything just appears at no, like in the top I think, ten. And I do then think gets singles. A week later. I do think singles still matter though, because like usually the song that does hit number one is the single. You know what I mean? Yeah. That gets put on the radio. I think there's still enough radio play involved oh, that like yeah, it pushes definitely. the one. But I think that's to me that's more of an indictment of streaming and that like you just hit like shuffle play on that album or you listen to it straight through. And just because you want to listen to the whole album, like, like, I know there's a good number one single on a Drake album. You know what I mean? And if you're like, fuck yeah. it, I like Drake, you're going to listen to the whole album. Now, like, you would never buy all of those songs individually. You know what I mean? There mm-hmm. are, unless you fucking nailed it, which we've already determined that Drake is not as good at making albums as he is at making hits. You know what I mean? Like... Mm-hmm. There's so many more songs that end up there that, like, have have no business being up there. Yeah. And it's just because, like, you finished song two, and it went straight to song three, and that fucking streaming number hit the... You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and it's just like, that. that's nonsense. But I think it's also, like, just like that, I think that's also good and bad, because you get, like, random ones that shouldn't be up there, but then also you get ones that are really good that, that I'm sure the studio didn't want to push. Like, you know, so off of Scorpion... Drake's album from 2018, he had God's Plan, which came out before the album, and that was like the big single, right? right? And it went number one, and it was huge. Um, but then the album comes out, and maybe he wants to push, I don't know, like another one, like uh, Emotionless or Elevate or something, Nonstop, or one of those other ones that maybe it's kind of like, oh, this is kind of just middle-of-the-road shit. Right. Um, but then people take it, and they listen to something like In My Feelings, which I'm, I don't think he wanted to push, and then they make that number one, and then he sort of, you know, push a song that maybe I don't think he wanted to, and it propels it to somewhere where, you know, it uh, it should have been, but maybe they didn't think it would or, or they didn't want it to. So, I, like, f- like if um, if Views, for example, were to come out this year, I think, you know, the whole thing goes number or goes into the top 100. And, you know, he has one dance in control and they are popular. But then maybe people hopefully push something like uh, Feel No Ways, which is one of my favorite songs that he's ever done. But that didn't get any kind of play or people don't really think about it or talk about it or bring it up. Um 
so I think it's good and bad. I think it's bad. It's good because it it might bring on you know songs that would have been deep cuts and it right. makes them not deep cuts. But then, like you said, it's also bad because then you get songs that maybe aren't great in the top one hundred that push other good songs down, or maybe that you know you're kind of like wait well, this like this is just kind of like middle mid level thing mm-hmm. like you know you need. And for me, it's also a history issue. You know what I mean? Like like it, those numbers go on the same chart as fucking like. Elvis, Michael Jackson, you know, right. like, and like <laughs> those numbers would have been completely different. You know what I mean? Like, there's such mm-hmm. a lower barrier of entry between like time and just hell. It's not even time because you do other things while you listen to music. There's no barrier of entry. You know what I mean? Like, whereas mm-hmm. before it was like, nah, do you actually want to spend this money on this? Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. But even then, I I, I think like. I think there's only a select few number of artists who, when they release an album, can get all of them in that level. I think basically at this point, I would say like Drake, Ariana Grande, Taylor Swift, Beyonce, maybe if she doesn't do the title shit. But that's about maybe Kendrick, maybe. I mean, he hasn't done anything since we've been like fully streaming. Like I this. feel like Doja Cat when she like she came out with an album, didn't she? Yeah, but I think all you say so really got traction like that. Right, but I think, like, I still think when she dropped the album just because it was new and nothing else was dropping, I think a bunch of her stuff ended up, like, kind of high on the charts. And I was like, nobody gives a shit about like this. <laughs> I, I, I'm not sure. Out. Yeah, yeah. But I, 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 I mean, I definitely remember, like, when, uh, what's it called? Uh, Thank You Next with Ariana Grande came out uh, and all of those were on there. Drake, same thing. Yeah. Um, Taylor Swift, I'm sure, you know, when she releases her new album that comes out this month, um, when I'm sure that'll be you know a bunch in the top in the top twenties, but yeah. uh, but 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 anyway, but back to the main topic of pirating music. Oh shit, um, dude! I completely forgot why we're talking about this. <laughs> Holy fuck, dude! Yeah, pirating music. Pirating I pirated music. music. You pirated music. <laughs> when I was in, when I was in, uh, in I think like fifth, fifth, or, fifth or sixth grade. And so I'll tell my quick story that I, I think I mentioned to you last week. Yeah. We, and we, so yeah. So, go ahead. Oh, so my my dad. Uh, so. I was like 10, 10 or 11. And so my dad's friend comes over and he just like installs a bunch of shit to the computer on the computer. Like there was like a Harry Potter game that he installed and this like, uh, like semi truck driving game. Um, that was kind of generic. I, I mean, I remember playing it, but it wasn't very good, but he also installed Kazaa. And so at that point, you know, when you're at, when I was that age, I didn't, you know, I didn't think about licensing and, 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 and whatever. I just thought he downloaded, he gave us this thing and it has music on it. So like, like you don't think more much of it. You just like, okay, free music. It's like, right. I don't know. It's the victimless crime in your head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You wouldn't download a car. But anyway, um, <laughs> and so it's so like you know, I'm, I'm, I'm me and my neighbor were just downloading music, and he has it too. I'm like, oh, you have the software too, but he doesn't mention that it's illegal. I'm just like, or that either she, she shouldn't do it. And I was like, yeah, oh, cool. He, he does it too. Cool. And. Looking back, hindsight, the reason he doesn't mention it's illegal is because it's so obviously illegal. <laughs> that, but I was like, exactly. Oh, He's I like, it. of like, course. Yeah. Well, I, that's what I was going to say is it's like coming up in the story. But And so one night I'm, I'm like going to bed and I think they had like a late night. Sh- it was like a, Univision used to have like a, a late night news version of their six o'clock news. And they had a little bit more editorials. And so they had an editorial about these people who got caught illegally downloading music and they got five years in jail and $500,000 fine. And it could be you if you get caught. 
I did not sleep that night. I was terrified. I was like, oh my God, the FBI is going to come in barging right now. It's going to be like that goddamn, the, the meme where he, you know, like, ladies and gentlemen, we got him. And those FBI guys come through the roof and they break the toilet top and they're breaking vase, uh, vases. And, dude, I couldn't sleep. And so I'm like, oh my God, oh my God. And so the next day I go to my friend's house and I'm like, dude, did you know this was illegal, man? We're going to go to jail. And he's like, yeah, I knew. Like, what are you talking about? But, oh, I missed a party. Before I went over, I deleted Kazaa from my computer. I was like, I, I gotta delete all evidence of this crime. I didn't delete the song. Yeah, I was about to say. The clearest evidence. I was, about... <laughs> I was about to say. Did you delete uh, the songs? Because no, here's and the I, deal. I had my, here's the deal. I had my CDs. <laughs> I had my CDs, like, and I was like, I, didn't, I was like, if this happens, I'm gonna run, like, fucking, like, Karen from Goodfellas and run into the bathroom and just flush him down the toilet. Um, no, what kills me is that <laughs> I can imagine the scenario where they're like looking at your computer for evidence, right? And there's no, there's music files, and they're like, <laughs> "Are these illegal?" And you're like, "No." And you're like, "Then why does it have like a thousand dashes and underscores?" And like, underscores. <laughs> I, I, do you, have you do you remember Superbad? Have you seen Superbad? Yeah. Do you remember in the scene where they go to the liquor store, and uh, Michael Sarah drops a bunch of beers, and the clerk comes up and he goes, "Sir." Did you drop these beers? And Michael Sarah is like, no, but whoever did should probably pick them up. They're like spraying everywhere. And the guy goes, oh, fuck my life. That's how I imagine like the guy, the FBI guy comes, sir, did you download these songs? No. <laughs> sir, please. <laughs> uh, so you uh, go to your friend's, your neighbor's house. Like, <laughs> and he's just like, yeah, cool. dude. Yeah, like, of course. Like, I know that. I knew what it was when I signed up. Like, what do you... Th why? And so I was like, oh, okay. Well, now I kind of wish I could get Kazaa back. And so... You were over here, like, on, fearing asked, for your family's life. Like. I was like, oh, my God. They're going to send us to jail. Like, so much money. We don't have that kind of money. I'm sorry, Eminem. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> Eminem, please don't press charges on my family. Please. <laughs> um, and so from then on, I asked him to get me songs, and he would get songs from me. And you know, the whole um, time he was getting the songs for, he's like, this dumb motherfucker should have just... Yeah, he probably too. was. He was like, oh my God, stupid ass. Also, it's 10, not like... Uh, yeah, you didn't know. I totally get that. But also, I don't... It's not like Kazaa was some private... Like, I'm pretty sure you could just go on Google, like, Kazaa, and just download... Like, but dude, that's what I'm saying. Like, now, yes. But, like, back then, I had no idea. There was I know. no Reddit. There was no fucking, like, YouTube to show you. Like, you I just kind of... it's just to... hilarious. Like, that's what... I, just from the other guy's perspective, like, he's like, you, why is this kid just not fucking downloading those outs? Like, yeah. Why is exactly. this kid bothering the fuck out of me? And and another thing that comes with Kazaa and LimeWire, um, and I think there's, like, other softwares. My primary... I just used that Kazaa that one, like, that stretch of time. Mm -hmm. Like, I didn't... I Just because from then on, LimeWire, it was like, oh, you got to get it from LimeWire. And it's like, well, it's got a bunch of fucking viruses. Or what was the other one that you said? Or Napster. I was like, well, I don't want to use that. That's got viruses. So yeah, I never well, downloaded one. Before again. it was LimeWire, it was FrostWire. Like, it was Frost FrostWire, Wire. and then they changed the name, I think. There was, like, a dozen other ones. Yeah, yeah the Pirate Ship. But I think the Pirate Ship... Pirate Bay was... That was, like, later on. Yeah, that's a whole different thing. That's, like, not yeah. even the same process. I mean, it's basically the same, but it's technically different, I think. Yeah, so I had Kazaa for those few months, and I was terrified. And but then also, what I would download, <laughs> what I would download during because with my use of Kazaa those months, was something that only happened in pre-YouTube era. Because before YouTube, I don't know if you kids remember, but before 2006, if you wanted to see a video online, you had to like either go to the website and download like QuickTime Player or Real Time Player, whatever the fuck, 
or you had to like own the video. Like you couldn't. Right. There's no place where you can watch videos. That's why YouTube was like it broke my you know breaks everybody's mind. Right. But I would look up these montages <laughs> of Dragon Ball Z scenes set to Linkin Park songs. <laughs> 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 and you know you're just watching and you know they're, they're playing like in the end and it's like goku like in the rain and it's like it's like a music video set to lincoln park songs yeah what kills me the most and i didn't think of this when you told me this story before real quick this story had me dying la- when you so we <laughs> we ended the last recording and you told me this story because you were telling me that you wanted to to talk about it and it killed me it had me just like I said at the fucking barbecue restaurant in Raleigh, I was crying, laughing, couldn't breathe, dizzy about that <laughs> fucking story, dude. And, like, there was a solid two minutes where both of us were just laughing and couldn't say anything. And that's when you were like, it's probably a good thing we went ahead and covered this in the fucking... Because, yeah, we would have been, it would have just been, like, silence or just us laughing for, like, two minutes. But... Um... But what I what I was gonna say is that when you told me this story, I didn't think about it. But this time I'm thinking about it. it's like, what if you are oh God? What's his name? I, I can't remember the dude that makes Dragon Ball. Like I can't remember his name. Like the, the oh, designer. I don't either. But yeah. like you're a Japanese dude. You've been like creating this anime. You have like a very specific like artistic direction. You know what I mean? You're that kind of dude. And then all, like, you just go online, and it's just a million fucking Linkin Park videos over your fucking like, oh, you fucking butchered my art. <laughs> Seriously, if you guys haven't seen them, they're fucking, like, um, they're, um, uh, they're, like, on YouTube now. Like, somebody moved them to YouTube. Which is uh, so hilarious that someone took that effort. <laughs> Someone was like, "I will not let this be lost. This is an important part of history, bro." The same way people act about Confederate statues, the way that dude was acting about fucking Lincoln Park DBC videos. He was like, <laughs> "How will we ever remember our history if we don't have these?" <laughs> there's a great, there's a great um, parody article on this website called Hard Drive that I sent to you a couple or last week, yeah. Um, and it's the article title or the headline reads. Vegeta AMV Lincoln Park dash crawling selected for <laughs> preservation by Nat- Library of Congress. I forgot about that. <laughs> it's like, it, and then the article reads: The Library of Congress announced today that the influential anime music video Vegeta AMV Lincoln Park dash crawling will be inducted into the National Film Registry. And like the P in Park is like lowercase and crawling yeah. is all caps. Oh. <laughs> 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 Like, uh, quote, like jazz and modern dance, the anime music video is a uniquely American art form. <laughs> <laughs> That's so great. That's what I was just talking about. <laughs> like, oh, dude, he, he had to have been so mad. Because those are so <laughs> popular, dude. Like, he had to have just been like, these motherfuckers are ruining my shit. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, oh. But, uh, but I, I still love Linkin Park. Um, I still listen to them all the time. Um, but like I mentioned last week, it's just like the first album or, two, or the first two albums and maybe a little bit of the third. Um, but yeah, I'm going to go through and try and make the most ridiculous. Like I, it was some point I'm going to upload just like a, just ridiculous mashup that makes no sense. Like I'm going to just try and make <laughs> one that's just absolute nonsense and it's going to try and make it work. 
The best ones are the ones that link up the lyrics to what's going on. Like, right. be like I'm walking through the rain. It's like Vegeta walking through. Right. <laughs> Boy, that is a just fucking. That's a piece of Americana right there. <laughs> mm, just ter- just fe- fear and fear and loathing in Lincoln Park. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, yeah, my my funny uh, illegally downloading stuff story is that. Um, <laughs> So, like, your general, whenever you download something and you don't, you didn't get what you downloaded, you know, mm-hmm. because it's a fucking crapshoot, it was, like, nine times out of ten, it was, like, either, for some reason, I feel like it was either Britney Spears Toxic, or, like, the, the Bill Clinton, like, I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Like, those were, like, mm-hmm. nine times out of ten, 99% of the time, if you didn't get the thing you were looking for, you got, like, a clip of that. But one right. time... My dad was downloading something for me, and then we went to play it, and the most ridiculous voice all of a sudden was like, Hi, my name is Monkey, and I'm having a toilet attack. And my dad immediately <laughs> stopped it, and we were like, What the fuck was that? It's like, it's the most like random shit. And I, if someone, if anyone, does the research to tell me what that was supposed to be? I'll be so happy. But like, I just remember like, we, like he immediately was like, "What is that?" Oh my gosh! Yeah, it, you got the um, uh, the fucking like Funk Master Flex Night Funk Funk. You know, yeah, yeah. Like, come in. You're like, oh my god! Oh, yeah, there were always a million explosions in whatever song. Like, you should, you, you should know be, who you fucked with. Should be like a fucking Mary J. Blige song. It'd be like DJ Productions. You know who the fuck it is. Or like, or you would, you would get that. Damn, son, where'd you find this? Oh yeah. I forgot all about that one. <laughs> oh, oh, what was one? There was one that my friend Travis and I always cracked up. I think he was like, a DJ Escrow fucking up your whole life. And I was like, dude, I'm just trying to listen to a song. <laughs> oh, fuck, dude. Uh, all right. Where'd you find this? <laughs> Just damn son, where'd you find this on YouTube? Those I dude, I just got so many flashbacks to those. like on my iTunes that I guess are just remnants from old mixtapes that I either got from friends or that I just had from forever ago, right? Right. And so you'll have like two or three songs from like 2004 and like the song will end and you'll get one of those and be like, holy shit, what the hell is this fossil? <laughs> um, uh, but yeah. Uh, it was, yeah. I mean, it's crazy. Like if you tell like somebody like a teenager now, like, hey, like now you have a whole the whole world of music at your fingertips. You can literally look up any song ever. You can, if you want to listen to Britney Spears, Toxic, you can play that. If you want to listen to Elvis, if you want to listen to whatever, uh, it's all right there. Like, literally, all you have to do is just Google. Even if it's not on Spotify, it's on you. It's on YouTube. Mm-hmm. 
but just like what 15 years ago dude it, it it was i mean i guess it's the exact same trajectory that porn is at where it's like at your fingertips but before you had to scavenge for it right it's the exact same thing it's like you know now or back then you know if you're like God, i want to let that new lincoln park I either have to fucking buy it or if you wanted to get it some other way you had to like risk fucking plunging your family computer <laughs> into like you know, losing your fucking social and like eight credit yeah, cards. Yeah, everything. Yeah, right. Yeah, no, oh, and man. it was totally worth it. Mm-hmm. I never regretted downloading anything. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you did because you thought I you thought I was gonna be fucking sent to the gulag. <laughs> I, thought, I thought I was gonna be Gitmo inmate zero zero one. We're gonna have fucking. Uh, you said you're in middle school, so what? You're like ten years old. <laughs> Oh, dude, I think it was, like, at the latest sixth grade, at the earliest fourth. Okay, so you're, like, yeah, it's, between yeah, it's eight me. and ten years old. Yeah, you're going to be fucking I was just about to say yeah. they're going to fucking waterboard you. It's me and Khalid Sheikh Mohammed, you know, like. <laughs> and they're, like, where did you find that anime DPC pity? <laughs> and they literally were going to tell me, damn, son, where'd you find this? <laughs> Damn, so yeah, it was gonna be playing on the screen in front of you, like, like whenever you like would do something fucked up in school and you go in the principal office and you know that's why you're in there because there's like some piece of evidence, like mm-hmm. you were gonna walk into this FBI interrogation room and the fucking DVZ Lincoln Park video was gonna be playing and fucking Agent Johnson like turns on the lamp and leans in. And he's like, "Damn, son, where'd you find mm-hmm. this?" <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh, fuck. Too funny. But, uh, yeah, but, uh... <sighs> Alright. <sighs> speaking so, to one relic... Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just gonna... Go ahead. No, I was, I was just gonna saying, try and come up with a terrible transition, so maybe... You're just, just, <laughs> I was gonna say, like, speaking of uh, one thing from the 2010s, or the 2000s, um, we had the 10th anniversary of Inception this month. Oh, yeah. Um, You know, it, it's, uh... By my account, it's, like, a top three Nolan. Mm-hmm. I think it's so good, and it's you know it's so interesting and unique. But what like what are your thoughts about it? Watching it then, have you seen it recently? Have you you know is it something you think about often? Like do you like it as much as something like The Matrix, or like what do you think about Inception? I think Inception is. Hmm, it was. I really liked it, and I'm like I, as always. I'm terrible about looking into to movies. I don't really rewatch much. Um, mm-hmm. I have rewatched this one a few times, um, but I haven't watched it recently, which is something I need to go back and do. And like every once Same. in a while, I think of like, I'm like, Tom Hardy was in that fucking movie, <laughs> like, right? Yeah, like he's like That's, that was the first time I'd ever seen him. Right. I think I think it was for me too. It's like now I'm like Tom Hardy was in that movie, and he's like such a small role. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That I think it mm-hmm. must have been a big deal, but <clears throat> it was super good. Um. All the effects were great. Um, and, and, like, even not looking into it on, like, any sort of deeper level, like, the concept was good. You know what I mean? Right. And, like, I, I'm maybe I'm just an asshole, but, like, one, like, I generally like South Park, but, like, sometimes they just, like, rag on shit that I'm just, like, I don't, I don't get it. Like, I didn't get the Inception joke, where, like, they act like it's just some super convoluted thing. It's, like, not yeah. actually that convoluted. Like, like yeah, all right. of it's pretty straightforward. Like, there they, are like, layers, every, but, like, and every I layer get the looks idea. very distinctly different. Yeah, and I get the whole, like, it's not like there's some confusing plot that, like, is hard to track. Like, you know exactly what they're trying to do the whole time. 
Right. Right. And, and I mean, and I mean, the reason that is is because literally 80% of the dialogue is just exposition. exposition. It's just explaining something. It's it's Ellen Page going, wait, what? Or wait, who? And then Leo DiCaprio just blurging out rules and stuff. So, like, like I, I, I feel the exact same way. Like, I never got that either. It's kind of like the, the thing I was talking about earlier where Avatar gets a bad rap and people are like, Oh, can you name any characters of it? Huh? And I'm like, well, no, but like, you know, you, you people can't name most characters from most big blockbusters or even a movie they've seen a year ago, right? Right. So as we famously like <laughs> only remember Jeff Goldblum's name because we were impersonating another Oh yeah, character. the guy. Exactly. David. Like right. Like, oh, nobody, his name was David. David. <laughs> like right, nobody in in Will Smith in Independence Day is Will Smith. Like that's just the way it is yep. sometimes, right? And I feel the same way about this where it's like like Inception wasn't that complicated like each level was different one was raining one was a hotel one was snow and then one was like a fucking desert cityscape right, right. um but no i i agree and, and and i i'm the same i have i've seen it i saw it a bunch of times when it first came out i have the dvd and i, I think it's been at least four or five years since i've seen it i, I probably should rewatch it just to see how it would hold up but just from off of memory i would say it's like you know this the prestige and probably the dark knight are my top three Nolans. Um, I haven't seen... There's one I haven't seen. Which one have I haven't, there's one that I that I was like, oh, I haven't seen that Nolan movie. I can't remember I'm looking at this now. list, and maybe I'm stupid. I didn't know he was in Batman vs. Superman. That was Nolan? his movie? Oh, no, he produced it. He was produced like, it, okay. It's like in name only. It's basically like... Tagging his name, he gets some money, and then they go, "Oh, look, see, Nolan's attached to it. It's prestige." Right. Um. But yeah. Um. One point, I had I listened to another podcast where they met, talked about Inception, and, and they did a better job of it than I will. But one thing that I that one of them noticed that I hadn't before, uh, Patrick H. Willems, he's on YouTube and on Twitter, but he mentioned how, you know, after Avatar, the lesson Hollywood learned incorrectly about Avatar. Um, was 3D. They were like, 3D at everything, right? They didn't think about the action or the story or the special effects. Right. They were just like, just 3D on everything. I, like, that's where we get our money. I remember distinctly, like, the. so here's the deal. I've still, to this day, have never seen Avatar. I didn't watch it in theaters. Haven't had any urge to watch it again. Um, yeah. I, I don't know why. I think for me, like, like you said, like Hollywood learned 3D was a thing because Avatar was done so. From what I understand, the 3D was done so well, right? But like yes. 3D mm-hmm. yeah. to me was always 100% just a gimmick. Like I was like, "There's no way this can last. Like this mm-hmm. is not a sustainable thing you're going for." And especially because, like, like you said, they were just like tacking it on. I feel like right. the only movies I-, I remember distinctly hearing that like 3D was such a huge advantage was like this. And, or sorry, Avatar, and then like um, I think Alice in Wonderland yeah, was a really was big good. one. Um, uh, Prometheus, Prometheus was. Good. I never saw that. That that one was like good because, but like, the, it was, it, it the reason it got watered down is because like you said, people just tacked it on. Like they right. didn't give any thought about, uh, you know, like what would go into it. And the best three D movies were the ones that were filmed in three D. Life of Pi, that's another one, right. where. 
it's filmed in 3D, so the director goes, all right, I need something with, like, a lot of space behind it so that it gives that depth feel, right? Right. But if a dude is just doing, like, a shaky cam movie, like, fucking Jason Bourne movie, and they add 3D to that, it just... It, just, like, it, every it, once in a while, a punch will just, like, come through the screen, like, just like oh, oh, like, oh, <laughs> shit. And that's, like, that gimmicky shit that, gimmicky shit that I, I didn't like. Like, Avatar was great because it's, like, you get this awesome depth... And like it, like you see the world. Same thing with Life of Pi. Same thing with Prometheus. You get like this deep, you know, alien planet. But when it was tacked on on shitty things, it gets diluted, and then people go, "Well, that's not worth it." But it, it it's worth it sometimes, right? And now I guess that was my thing too. Is that like it? They, I guess when I said like I'd never thought it would work is because specifically like it would never become a widespread thing like i think you could still make a 3d movie now and like if it's specifically done right and done well and for a purpose like i think mm-hmm. life of pi boy this is gonna sound stupid i think life of pi prometheus and avatar despite having never seen any of those three movies like clearly haven't to me like just knowing what i know about them that like the sense of grandeur or space or, or like all of that is important to those movies, mm-hmm. and so yes. like that's why 3D works for those. But like okay. you said, a shaky cam movie, like you know what I mean, like it doesn't. This doesn't do right. anything for. Even if it's done well, like you're not achieving any real greater sense of anything by having that. Exactly. Whereas gravity, gravity is another one. Oh my god, I just remembered gravity. Um. That one's another one. But, I, and I think most of these, you know, they're CGI mostly. And so that helps, you know, you can make things deeper. You can right. make things a certain thing. But, uh, but, uh, the, where I was going with the 3D thing is that he says, you know, they learned that incorrectly, right? But they didn't, this was a huge hit, right, when it came out in 2010. Mm-hmm. But n- nothing came of it. Like, nobody, like, like, there's nothing that came from that movie that's in other movies after that, right? Like, in, in like, Inception, you mean? Like yeah, like yeah, there's yeah. no heist. There's no like sci like original sci-fi. Like the ne- I think I'm pretty sure the next original sci-fi was uh, Nolan's Interstellar four years after Inception. Right. Um, there's no like big budget sci-fi. There's no big budget like heist movies. There's no big budget like you know unique original stories. It's just weird how you know he says he's like Hollywood was like oh that was a that was a big hit and like you know it made a shit ton of money and it's a completely original story hmm that's weird oh well like who knows and I wonder if that's Um, just like I wonder if that's like a natural evolution of kind of where we're at or sorry like the beginning of the evolution of where we're at now where it's like studios like between established universes and long running franchises it's like Mm -hmm. and that this happens in games also which is that i think it's just easy to be like well people are invested in this thing so as long as we keep investing in it like they're going to feel the need to participate like the uh, like the superhero movies need to be an established franchise i think from a studio's perspective because as long as this is a whole universe like anything we put out will at least get watched like the money will be spent on it we will make revenue whether or not it's critically acclaimed, acclaimed is great or just average. Like, it, people will come watch it as long as it's not actively dog shit. Mm-hmm. And so I think, like, this was not that. And, and realistically, other than the Dark Knight movies, the Batman movies, I'm looking at his catalog. He doesn't have anything else that's tied together. It's all one-off. Like, I, he had... Original. The, yeah. Yeah, they're all, like, original, like, one-offs. I, I think literally all of them, he's either... I'm trying to go back in time. Right, so I'm gonna go Dunkirk. That's original. He came up with like he wrote that. 
Interstellar, that's original. He wrote that. Uh, the Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. Uh, Inception. Mm-hmm. The Dark Knight, based on the comic book. The Prestige. He wrote that. He came up with that. Mm-hmm. Um, Batman Begins, based on the thing. I think, and then he has what Insomnia before that, and I think that's based on another movie. Maybe. And then of course Memento. Yeah. So going going to our top three Nolan movies, I think my top three. Looking at this list, and obviously having not seen some of these, I think my top three is still The Prestige, uh, in no particular order. The Prestige, Memento, and Inception. Same. I think Memento cracks it for me. Like I, Memento's one of my favorites, just because it's. Much like Inception was such an original thing, like Memento, it's weird because I don't feel like the concept of, like, altering the storyline is new to Mm -hmm. Memento, but, like, I feel like, or not storyline, but, like, giving it to you in in, in a not straight line, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I think it was, felt unique for Memento specifically because the main character wasn't in on it. It wasn't just, like, you saw the end and then it brought you to the beginning. It was, like, you saw, like... You're the, the the protagonist trying to figure it out the whole time, also. Right. Yeah. No. Yeah. That. I. I yeah. I kind of. I f- semi forgot about that one, and I probably. I don't know if it hits my top three. I still like Inception better, and, and of course the Dark Knight and the Prestige. Um, although I do really like Interstellar, and Dunkirk was great, but I have to re- rewatch both of those. Right. Um, this is a testament to Christopher Nolan. <laughs> right. Right. Um, and, and then another interesting interesting thing that if we have two more minutes or a little bit more that we can talk about or that I want to sort of bring up is in the video by that guy, Patrick Willems, he talks about how if you look at his movies, they're not flashy, right? Like right. they're not like Marvel movies. It's like whiz and bang. And even like uh, James Cameron, you know, who he did Titanic and Aliens and, and Avatar. You know, he's got, like, a big eye for big action. And Spielberg, he does, like, these long takes. And Scorsese, he does, like, pans and zooms and all this extra shit. But if you watch Nolan movies, he says, he, like, counts them. He's like, they don't have that many pans or changes. It's all pretty much just, like, you know, close-up, close-up, a bunch of story. And even something like The Dark Knight, like, the action isn't very good other than the car stuff. Right. Um, and he thinks that he, he's like, it's kind of fascinating that he sort of built this reputation for himself as like the premier, like blockbuster filmmaker guy. When in terms of movies, he's kind of, you know, sort of very basic, very simple, very like, just kind of put the camera down, do what you got to do, get it done. Would a good analogy be that Christopher Nolan is the Tim Duncan of filmmaking? Yes. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Like he just he, he's the big fundamental. Um, and I actually had never realized that until I watched that video. I you know because you go oh Nolan's movies they're all great and you sort of just kind of go the story's great it looks great, you know it's got all the whiz bang and and and, and you know it's got those those awesome you know hallway action scenes that are upside down and stuff. But then if you watch that scene, the camera's on one end and it just spins and then you see them but it just kind of moves where they move. Right. And then all the hand to hand stuff is just kind of like you know it's borderline shaky camp stuff there's not a lot of unique long takes or you know big crane shots or anything it's just basically just the very like what you see is what you get type thing right yeah it's that it is weird like like you said he just kind of like nails i think the basics so well that like you like i never even really noticed that his stuff wasn't like you know like super grand level filmmaking you know like like there's no like real big this is the hallmark of a Christopher Nolan movie is when you see this right. type of scene. You know what I mean? Right. But, like, like, like you still yeah, know like, a Christopher yeah. Nolan movie when you see it, though. 
You know what I mean? Like, yeah. That's what he says. He's like, you just know it when you see it. Like, what do you what do you expect? He's like, a cool palette, maybe like you know, like a, a diverse story, a lot of characters, but it's like there's not much more to it. Right. One thing that killed me though is that in the video you sent me, he mentions that like Inception can be viewed as a whole like meta analysis of like actual filmmaking. Mm-hmm. And, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I won't go too much into that because it would take too much time but like that's a cool video so if anybody has the chance to like go watch that um that's a cool one and uh yeah i mean like christopher nolan just fucking nails it every time it seems like i can't think of a movie he's done where i was like this is bad i guess like the dark knight rises dark knight rises yeah even, the dark that, rises. Wasn't, even that wasn't like you said uh when you, we were talking about the last of Us part two is that it's not yes. even like bad it just like kind of whiffs a lot you know what i mean like, yeah, like it's still it's just, fun it's... to watch i i enjoyed it the first time i watched it you know what I mean? Like, oh, d- dude, I watched it twice, like, in the first weekend. I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Or like, I wasn't like, this is amazing. I was like, this is a lot. Like, it's not the worst movie. His, I, I would say this. It's not his worst movie. It's his, like, his most movie. There is so much movie like Dickie in Minaj. there. It is. You're doing a lot. Uh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Just doing just, like, so much. And some of it is amazing. Like, I was tweeting yesterday about how... The, the sequence where Bane kicks the shit out of Batman. Like, that sequence is amazing. Like, every single line yeah. that Bane says in that is, like, like you know, everybody knows it. You know? Like, the, the shadows betray you, and you think yeah. darkness is your yeah, ally, you, victory has defeated you. You really adopted the darkness. I was you born in it. Yeah, and then I will break you, and then... Yeah. Uh, it's great. Yeah. The dialogue is great. You know what I mean? Like, those lines are good, and it, the filming of it's great. But mm-hmm. then the very next thing that happens is, like... Batman who uh, Batman who had his back broken does some push-ups and gets his way out. Like, <laughs> he climbs his way out, and like, there's so much. That I, it's it's dude, like, there's so much stuff in there that I think about all the time. Like the fight, the scene with in the football stadium. Like that's like, the that's sort Ward. of like the big like, the Heinz Ward. Yeah, kick kickoff return. Um, what else? The oh the oh, the fucking uh, opening scene with the plane where they they hijack the plane, right? Right. Like there's so much stuff in there that's so like just big. Um. And I was telling uh, my girlfriend Sydney about the prison, that, like the, the Hope prison, right. where he says, like, this prison is the worst place on earth because, you know, you know you can escape. All you got to do is climb out. Like, this, the world is right there. Right. And I think about that all the time in terms of, um, like, when something gives you hope. And then, <laughs> yeah, like, as a metaphor. Like, I always tell her, I was like, it's like the 2016 National Championship with Carolina. Like, they, <laughs> were down by t- they were down by 10 with two minutes to go. And I was, I was, I was like, okay, we lost this game. That's fine. I'll take it. You know, we made it here. Yeah. Down Sucks, 10, two minutes but ago. it is what it is. It sucks, but it is what it is. And then what do they do? They come back to tie it with three seconds to go. And so yeah. you're like, oh my is God, Is that the one with the go, Marcus Page shot, right? No, the, yeah, the Marcus Page. Yeah. That shot. You're like, oh my God, Hope. Hope is alive. There's a giant hole <laughs> in my prison. I can climb out. And then Chris Jenkins comes down and hits the game-winning, the buzzer-beater game-winning three. And it's like, oh, wait, I have to climb out of this prison that nobody can climb out of. <laughs> and I tell her that. I'm like, that's the exact same thing. It's like, you get Hope. And just having hope and not having having it taken away is worse than not having it at all. Right. And so, like, it's stuff, there's, like, so much cool stuff in it, but there's so much mm-hmm. nonsense. Yeah. And, I mean, that bitch is two hours and 45 minutes long. Yeah. It's like, oh, my God. So, I think that's going to be the episode. But real quick, since we were talking about hope, I would... Wait, oh, hold no, on. Go ahead. Can, can, can I hit just one more thing? Yeah. How, have we talked about the... Um, the press conference scene from The Dark Knight. Have we ever mentioned that in an episode before? I don't think so. I don't remember you know, that scene. Do you remember? That? It's the one where Harvey Dent says he's gonna—he's Batman. Oh, okay. 
And then, dude, if you watch that scene, dude, the, the extras in that scene are horrendously, like, they, like what, what, what can I say? They're like, they're terrible. Like, they take you right out of the movie. Like, I'll send you this the scene afterward, but, like, there's, like, a guy, he's like, Harvey Dent's like, you know, we're not going to let Batman take, you know, pay for our crimes. And then a guy goes, things are worse than ever oh, down yeah. here. <laughs> Do you remember that? Yeah. <laughs> and then he goes, but, you know, we've, we've let Batman take it for so long. You know, the Joker's, he, you know, we're just giving in. And then a cop goes, no more dead cops. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's, like, the lady staring off into the distance. Like, dude, I'm going to, I'll send you the scene after this. Rewatch it, knowing that they're all extras and being like, what the hell are they doing? What's Nolan doing? He's lost <laughs> <laughs> what also kills me is that like for some reason it never and like no one i know remembers this right mm-hmm. but like no no one i know remembers this when it happened but like i saw it on twitter and for some reason now it's like everyone's like how did we not notice this which is the, the scene where the joker takes off his nurse mask and harvey dent's like oh, oh. like, like <laughs> he's like oh, oh because he's wearing the fucking makeup so like his whole eyes and hair are all fucked up and then he just takes down the face <laughs> mask and harvey dent's like oh my god it's the joker <laughs> oh my god he's been here though yeah yeah dude yeah there's like some things in that movie that are like what the hell like and um oh, go ahead no, no, no. You, no, you go ahead. I'm looking. I think, I think an example of that is like I've, I, I had a friend telling me about like he was like you know there's a lot of problems with the Dark Knight, like like a lot of the film, like it relies on characters acting irrationally, like like in in you know like having knowledge they shouldn't have for the mm-hmm. for the plot to move forward the way it does, but like, he the movie goes at such a pace that you never really get to stop and dwell on it. So like it never really pops in your head. And I wonder if like that movie's like operating at such breakneck speeds at that point that that's why that never got noticed. You know what I mean? Like the movie yeah. is overall good and it is operating at such a like fast pace. Like, and you get such great performances from fucking Heath Ledger and you know, everybody. And so like, you just mm-hmm. don't really notice it, but then like you go back and some of it, you're just like, what the fuck? Yeah, what the fuck like, these dialogue that, scenes? Uh, we could be like uh, turkeys on Thanksgiving down there. And it's like, oh, what the hell is this corny ass? The dialogue? best you could come up with. All right. All right. So, did you find what you were going to show me? Uh, no. Oh, okay. I, well, no. I'll just I'll look at it later. But yeah, I'll, I'll send it to you, dude. But yeah, the Dark Knight, great. And then, but if you watch it now, like keep an eye out for like just funky lines. That, yeah. That, you're like, wait, what? But um, and I'll go into another on another day. I'll go into why. I hate that the tag like gritty gets put on those movies because they're they're realistic and they're you know they are darker than other ones but they get this fucking like death tag when like they're like they're gritty and they're dark and you know they're like don't they're not your father you know they're not your fucking father yeah, Batman wouldn't stories. get raped in one of those movies. exactly exactly he's gonna get raped in prison like Zack Snyder said it's it's it but they're funny and they're light and there's good care like I'll go into it another day but anyway yes anyway Nolan's great. Yeah, Batman's great. So and also watch Inception. Yeah, watch Inception. Ten year anniversary. That's where we're originally going with this, and it turned into a Christopher Nolan thing. Um, yeah. But uh, the other only other thing I wanted to touch on was you know the the worst prison is hope, right? Because you can see it. Yeah. And um, so far, I have claimed my first victim in two K and given him no <laughs> hope. Shot at the Ryan, dusted him by twenty two, and then. It, <laughs> 
he had a little bit of hope because the very first match, I immediately went down ten points and I came back and fucking crushed him with the Knicks. That's, of all that, teams. that's it. That's the prison. The yeah. prison with the hole is like, oh, a ten point lead, and then you know, like it would have been, it would have been better for him mentally if we just started out the gate twenty points down. Yeah, and that's basically what happened the second game when he chose the Warriors and I chose the Mavs. <laughs> yeah. That got so out of hand so fast, crushed him, dude. Yeah. No hope. I would like yeah, more dude. victims, please. Another example right off the top of my head is, so just watching Carolina and Duke play over the years, there was one Duke game where, one game where Duke came out and they were like on fire and they started off like 15 to two and the rest of the game was around that lead. But then by halftime, you're like, okay, like, you know, it is what it is. And then they never made a run and then the game just kind of ended, but you live with that. But then you get games like the one that happened this past season where they're up by 10 with two minutes to go and they blow the lead to a buzzer beater, send it to overtime. And then overtime, they're up by six or seven, and they blow it again to a buzzer beater. And then you just want to fucking just be like, what? You know, what the, why the fuck am I doing this? It's like John, uh, yeah. Mike, it's like uh, <laughs> Michael Sarah yeah. and Super Bad. He's like, what? what the fuck do I care? Like, what gives a fuck, man? Like, whatever. Yeah. You know, hope is the worst. You know what a good uh, version where, like, having no hope is okay is when we were all at your apartment watching the Carolina game. I think this past year, right? We're like, yes, yes, you guys yeah, are yeah. Just terrible. Uh, like, I was, it was just hilarious. Everyone was like, oh, fuck. like, oh, dude, look at him. Look at fucking uh, Playtech with the ball. Great. Oh, like, great. Oh, my God. He's going to get packed. Huh? <laughs> but anyway. So, yeah, uh, I will claim more victims uh, upon request, and um, I will unabashedly talk the most shit because that's how like (laughs) and if you're the type of person that will get upset please still invite me because i I will not stop talking shit it won't matter (laughs) so that's the episode today um if you want to catch me you can catch me at team money bags on twitter and instagram if you want to catch the podcast you can catch the podcast at diff animals pod um on twitter and instagram and you can catch uh, or you can email us, you know, interact with us on any of those places, but also at differentanimalspodcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can find me on Instagram at, at evercastro92. All right. Well, uh, stay safe, stay entertained as always. And, uh, you know, we'll catch you guys next week, every Thursday at noon. See you guys. Peace. Take it easy. Oh, 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 oh okay. So uh, just in yep. honor of... Kanye's presidential rally, his campaign rally, where my man broke into tears and said his wife was trying to get him locked up like the movie Get Out. Um, And I also read that he said that everyone knows the movie Get Out is based on his life, which is hilarious to me. (laughs) My Kanye lyric is going to be... They gon' kill me, I swear they better be lying. I never live in fear, I'm too out of my mind. And truer words have never been spoken than that man is too Prophetic. out of his mind.